never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change Podcast. It is. Hey, and and look, I'm here, big bigger T, ready to host this thing along with my right hand man, my co-host. He's been through hard times, baby. He knows hard times. He may not be built like. He may have a little extra padding here and there, but a little bit. He has been through hard times, and he's going to end up on top with a championship belt. Big C, Clint Clark, how you doing, buddy? Man, I am fantastic. You know, we just, you know, you take the hit, you keep rolling. That's what that's what we do. It ain't always going to go great, but we just going we going to power through that. But now, now you now you did a little dusty roads there. Well, see, here's what happened, Clint. Uh, okay, tell me about it. One of my buddies from my last church at Grace, uh, he's, uh, I predicted that the dude was going to be a preacher someday. Okay, he's okay. the same age as us, but I, I heard him, he spoke at his at a funeral one time for his brother-in-law, and I said, man, you're going to be a preacher one day. I've been telling him that for years. I told his wife, get ready, you're going to be a preacher's wife. She's like, I ain't going to be no preacher. Anyway. He filled in, he's filled in a couple of times since I left. They don't have a backup, you know, or, or like on staff backup. Right. So he's filled, he filled in Sunday and I was watching the video because they do theirs online. I was watching the video of it and uh, he, he did a, he was talking about when, when you go through hard times and he quoted Dusty Rhodes in it. He said, if Travis is watching this, he'll get that. So immediately I text him and that got me on a deep dive last night of watching you know, there's a video clip of 30 minutes of Dusty Rhodes doing just doing mic work. <laughs> oh, no. And, you know, they had him at the WWE Performance Center, and that's what he taught. He taught yeah. promo, the promo class. Yeah. And, you know, now I don't know. This isn't our Holy Schnikes moment of the week, but now that we're on the subject and the doors open, you know, Vince, we, we didn't get to cover Vince McMahon retiring. Yeah. That's, I mean, and we could talk about the circumstances and all that, and and yeah. we don't we don't want to get into that because you know what we don't we we're, well, we're not yeah, we, we don't want to get into the, to the yeah we have who can, yeah, we don't want to get into that you all not, make your own opinion this but with extra or current affair or anything like that yeah, yeah. but you know the thing is it is it is huge because he's you know the guy like him or not he's built a dynasty i mean a, a business that's i mean just he's the best at it you know what I, I, I mean literally they went to dallas texas 
and took over the city for a week. Yeah. I mean, it, it is on par. I ain't gonna say it's on par with the Super Bowl because I don't think that there. It, it's up there. You, you may just you, not you may not have had as many famous people there. And your average vendor, your average person going, you know, riding a limo to the game like you do the Super Bowl, okay? The Super Bowl gets a little, you know, you get that. But he's doing things that we've only seen NASCAR do. Back when NASCAR, when Jeff Gordon and, and you know, all those guys were doing it big. You know, when they're getting 150000 to to one race, you know what they did in Dallas, and I would compare to that. And so you're right. What they what they come what in, they take in over Dallas. the city. They come in, take over the city for a solid week. Yeah, and it's not just, and it's not just, and not, it's not even just them anymore. It's all the little organizations mm. that piggyback off of them. Like Ring of Honor will come run a show, knowing that these WWE fans that are just looking for something new will probably come buy a ticket. Yeah, and there's several other ones. There is a famous um, Japanese wrestler. My, I can't. His first, he goes. His last name Suzuki, but he was literally eating breakfast in the lobby of the hotel that we were staying in. Yeah, uh, and he had, of course, he was walking like he had been through a war. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Vince is retired, and there's a lot of your childhood right there. Um, but you know what? You mentioned Dusty Rhodes, and Dusty Rhodes is synonymous with one man. And that is the nature boy. Oh, yeah. Rick Flair. They've made a lot of money off each other, didn't they? They have made a lot of money together. But but now I don't know how did you know Rick Flair had his last match over the weekend? Oh, did he really? No, I didn't know that. At 76 years old, Rick Flair walked the aisle one last time. Um, and you know, it's like Mick Foley was there, uh, Undertaker was there. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, you better learn to love it. Still, he, uh, one, of my, one of my favorites, you know, uh, when we when we met Ric Flair at uh, Memphis, yeah. well, I think we've told that story on here before, but it's still, you know, we're standing around before and all these wrestlers start coming out to the, to the payphone there, you know, when we're meeting Steve McMichael and Conan and uh, – uh, what was his name? Moving to Guerrero before he was unmasked, we saw him unmasked. Yeah, he just yeah. walked and, uh, what was the the other one that died? The Mexican wrestler that died. Oh, there's been a few of them. Eddie big, Guerrero. I think. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah, he came out, and then you know, you're talking. I remember Dean Malenko coming out, and you could tell he just his character was a real serious character. Yeah. And we go, hey Dean, he's like, got a meeting. Yeah. He just walked off. All of a sudden, you go, man. The one guy I'd like to meet is Ric Flair, and it's—I yeah. mean, those words hadn't left your lips. And Bobby and Robert goes, uh, uh, "Woo, nature boy!" And he walks right to us, like he's not going to the payphone. He's just walking across the room to get to the other side or something, and he walks directly to us. Like, what's up, guys? And then, like, we're like, I don't even get autographs normally, but I'm like taking my hat off and say, Here, sign this. And, yeah. uh, dude, that was so cool. No, that was cool. But he had his, and it actually, it was, and I, I, I don't want to sound like a wrestling dork. And of course, you know, I, I tinkered with it myself, 
but the psychology of his match mm. was about as good as anything anybody does on paper. And I'm not talking about it. he couldn't do what he used to do. And apparently he called off some spots during the match on the fly. Mm. But they didn't. Um, but, man, his psychology, it made sense. Everything they did made sense. Yeah. And it was just – it it was a – I watched it illegally on YouTube. I did get – um. I, I don't know if it's legally. It was on YouTube and I watched it. Um, but it's cut up. So I'm not I'm trying to talk myself out of go, am I going to prison, Travis? Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> not snowing. I even I've even admitted to you stealing my brother's password and login to an yeah. app on here. Well, just so it's yeah. okay, Clint, because if you go to prison, yeah, you're gonna be getting your mugshot in a shirt that is epic. This is an epic shirt. My friend are wearing an epic shirt right now. It's a, uh, those of y'all that are listening on, uh, on uh, either Spotify or Apple podcast. Stop and go to uh, YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen. He is wearing a uh, kind of a Hawaiian type shirt, you know, the, like a beach shirt, your button up uh, casual shirt. Got it unbuttoned. Got a tank top underneath. Tank top underneath it. And then the tank top has the other colored, other colored pocket on it on the chest. Because that's as handy as a shirt pocket. Right here. Uh, I just want to put a pin in it. And the shirt has uh, watermelon slices. And uh, let's see what else. I don't even know what this is. Yeah, I'm thinking they're trying to do pineapple, but it almost looks like a like slice pineapple or something. Has uh, that got ice cream? Like I don't think that's ice cream. all fruit. Okay, that's hard to tell. There's some flower. There's a flower and some leaves down oh. here. Yeah, got nice. a flamingo. Yeah, it's like a fruit salad shirt, <laughs> tropical you know, fruit salad. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Well, you can tell me, tell them why I'm wearing this, Travis, won't you? And then we'll go on some funny stories about this shirt. Well, today we're, uh, I'm wearing, uh, well, I'm not wearing much different to be honest with you. I'm wearing a Yankee <laughs> hat and, um, uh, uh a cbgb uh if you don't know what that is it's a it's a classic rock and roll club from new york city uh so i'm representing new york city even though i'm an arkansas boy i'm a yankees fan and i have a lot of respect for new york city for some reason i really liked i only visited there once and i really liked it and i want to go back sometime but our Holy Snikes moment this week. Well, it's not really from this week. It's actually been a couple weeks ago, but we haven't talked about it on here. There's a new tradition that's kind of, or it's not about new tradition. It's kind of been around a while. But yeah. People are thinking it through a little bit. And when the NFL players show up for training camp, Clint, some prominent players will dress up or do some kind of big intro like a walk-up sort of like a oh yeah you know they're, they're calling it their walk-up kind of like a um, a wrestler or a fighter right you know, yeah. walk up and they'll dress a certain way to and have music played or whatever well there was a couple of really cool ones um and, that, and that's why and that's why clint's wearing his shirt yeah because i wanted i wanted to i want this is my walk-up like if i was going to be walking into two a days that's i'd right. walk in like this that's right. Say, hey, I'm here in shape and I'm here to party, y'all. That's right. I'm here because this ain't nothing. I'm here for I'm here for yeah. them. Yeah. This is nothing to me. This is just I left the beach and came here. 
And, and I'm representing New York because yeah. I'm a city that never sleeps. The Yankees are number one right now. The Jeter is on taps to do things. Like he's he's hitting like no one since a roided out Barry Bonds. Who's that? You said Jeter. I'm sorry. Uh, judge. Hey, judge. Sorry. I've, I've been watching the captain this afternoon. Yeah. Okay. I was watching the captain documentary, so that's why I said Jeter. Um, but Judge is killing it right now. He's crushing the ball. He's got what forty-two home runs, something like that. And so, um, and the Yankees are all about business. You know, they just signed our boy Ben Attendee, former Hog. You know, you go there, you don't have this ugly beard like I got. You know, you you go there and you got to you're about business, and yeah. and that's that's what I I would walk in saying. I'm about that business, and that business is winning 27 rings. That's how many the Yankees have won, 27. Now, but Clint, some prominent football players had some interesting walk-ups, and I want to get your responses to them. Okay, there's two of them, and uh, I'm kind of stealing this from the Pat McAfee show because they really talked about this, and uh, but – I thought it was hilarious, and I, I thought these were some interesting walk-ups. The first one is Russell Wilson, left Seattle, comes to Denver. He drives up in a, I'm talking, redneck, pimped-out truck, jacked up, running lights. I'm talking four-wheel drive, almost a, not quite a monster truck. But luxurious, you know, when he's, you know, I mean, a nice truck. He drives up in it, gets out, and he's wearing his own Broncos jersey. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I don't, I, so what you're basically saying is he's like, he's one of these guys that went to the oil field that made a lot of money. It was like, I want that big truck right there. (laughs) That's what he's like. I I want that one. No lift is too big. No lift is too small. That's right. <laughs> I want that truck, and I want it exactly like this. And he pulls out a picture of somebody else, but I want it better. I want it like this. I want it like this. I want the wheels sticking out. I want it yeah. to look like like me after lat day. Like, I can't walk through the door. <laughs> okay. No, that's pretty good. Wearing your own jersey. Now, but here's the best one. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I know that. No, this one I know. And I love it because they they've talked all about it. All right. Aaron Rodgers, you know, always the center of controversy because he either talks too much or not enough or something, right? And the Green Bay doesn't treat him right. They don't draft receivers for him. They, you know, they let his best receiver go. He's, a, you know, uh, what's his name's with the with the Raiders now use it uses a draft tick to draft your replacement when you really could use help. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, let's just, exactly. it is what it is. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. Right. He shows up in full Cameron Poe, Con Air, Nicholas Cage character and tight blue jeans, a wife beater, Hair slicked back. back. You know, he's got that long hair right now. His hair slicked back. And Clint, not just that, okay? 
as he's walking in, he, he gets out of his vehicle and he has a backpack, a black backpack in his hand. And as he's walking into the building, he drops the backpack before he goes into the building. Okay. So what is your interpretation? Because I think with Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson was just trying to say, look, how baller is it that I'm showing up with a cool truck and I'm showing up with a, you know. He's trying to say, like, hey, Colorado, I'm part of you now. That's right. Yeah. I'm one of you guys. Like, hey, I can get around the ice. I can get around this. Don't worry. You be ones ones here. I'm not some liberal Seattle coffee snub, you know, where I'm driving a Prius now. Right. This thing's a gas guzzler. I'm in the mountains. And I'm your quarterback. I'm Denver. Okay. It was obvious what he was saying. Right, I'm yeah. a Denver guy. I'm he was all- trying to ingratiate himself to the town. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, and I, and I, and Rogers, on the other hand, I think was trying to say something with his. Okay. One of two things. And I kind of agree with the McAbee. Like, was he like leaving the baggage behind him? Or, or was he saying, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, he could have just been being goofy. Yeah. Like just he could he could have just filled the bag up and been like, eh, just fill the bag. Yeah. And then dropped it off there. Like, y'all read into it what you want to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he could have been seeing if the bomb team was doing their job. I don't know what he's doing. I, I, I don't have a clue. What do you think, Travis? All right. I want to go. I'm going to go full entertainment tonight on this. You go right on ahead. I'm going to sit I'm here. I'm going to go full National Enquirer, TMZ, whoever. Just, you know, grocery store, you know, tabloid gossip rag right here. You ready? Here's what I think he was saying. I think with the luggage he was saying, or what he's saying by being Cameron Poe, I think he was saying, I'm going to ride this plane until it, falls out of the sky. I don't care who you put on it and who I have to ride it with. I'm going to take care of the ones on here that I do care about. And I don't care who you throw on it with me. I'm still the guy on this plane. I'm going to ride it till it falls into the Las Vegas strip and, and it's over. Okay. I'm going to ride this plane. Don't matter who you put me on here with stay out of my way and then i think he's dropping the bag because he's saying i'm leaving it all out here i'm going in here to go to work that is it travis at no point in your incoherent babbling did you come close to anything (laughs) resembling a rational thought everyone Everyone listening to this podcast yeah. is now dumber for having heard it. I award you no points. Oh, yeah. And may God have mercy on yourself. Thank you. <laughs> so, that's, that really, that's seriously. seriously. I, He's a thinker. <laughs> he is a thinker and he does everything for maybe he's like, he's maybe he's like, maybe he's, he's like, I was. Stringy doing the right thing and coming back for another year and you guys put me in prison yeah and i'm in with a bunch of crappy play players <laughs> i'm stuck i'm like nicholas by the way and, and one of the things we did talk about talking about on the podcast i don't know we talked because i remember i was listening to a joe rogan podcast 
and they were talking about good night John Travolta movies, I think. And then he brought up Face Off. Mm. He's like, and Brendan Schaub's over there going, like, Face Off's a good movie. Yeah. Face Off is a good movie. So it, I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not. Yeah. I went and watched, I, I went and watched, and by the way, this review of Face Off is brought to you by the good folks at Hometown Roofing. That's right. <laughs> There's your plug, Robert. Jingles, um, lumber, gutters and such. Gutters. Hometown roofing. Um, turbines. Turbines. Vents. Okay. Anyway, where was it? Oh, Brandon Shaw talking about Face Off. So he's like, Face Off's a good movie. Face, and it was still on Netflix. So you know what I did after they did that? I'm like, I went and watched it. Yep. I went, I went back and I watched Face Off. That's what you should. And it was like, it was... It was really, it was like there was a comp, you know, you can go, you see like those, you hear about those sets where like everyone's trying to one up each other. Yeah. It's like John Trump's like, I can overact. And Nick's yeah. like, no, I'm going to show you. Like, right. they, like they have like a really great dramatic actress playing John Travolta's wife. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to overact too it's yeah. like they just all gave up and like we're just gonna try to overact each other yeah it, it was a i loved it when i first saw it a long time ago it is not aged well it is a flaming right. of steaming pile of crap yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry i had to i had to get that out that's right i think the movie face off is a steaming pile of crap <laughs> okay well and i tend to agree with well i mean i've i've only watched it when it first came out i thought was pretty good, but I just remember thinking the whole concept of it was just so far fetched. Trading faces. Well, and they're not even the same height. Yeah. They had lasers to like take off his love handles. How did Nicolas Cage just get his face swapped off and get John Travolta's love handles? That's right. Yeah. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. I guarantee you, look. If, if you took my face and put it on somebody else's and they came in and crawled in bed with Anna, and I think Anna would notice. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be like, Clint, your body's totally different, but your face <laughs> is the same. So I guess it's you. I guess it's you. <laughs> I mean, what? That's so funny. We could try that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, just get them, get them like a cheap mask. Mason gets somebody like a. <laughs> Like they even notice like cardboard masks. They used to have like a Reagan and some of them back in the day, you know. Anyway, I could take an extra week vacation if the guy does a good enough job. That's right. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be at a beach somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go, 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 go to work for me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Clint, uh, let's talk a little razorback stuff. Okay. Uh, what? Yeah. Do we do that around here? Well, we didn't have guests every week now i know we i know we've had some great guests but uh let's talk some razorbacks because there's been some news come out um you know first of all um uh first of all i want to look at uh the basketball team uh just real quick there was a uh press conference the other day and you may have and i i don't think you saw it i think we talked about it earlier but uh those listening you may have heard it um they talked about um, they talked about the athleticism on this team and how ath how athletic, uh, of course, um, 
this team is because this team, by all accounts, is supremely, supremely athletic. Okay, I mean it's uh, by far, you know, I mean it's just being talked about as being one of the most athletic teams we've ever seen. Right? I mean it's, you know, you got guys that you know like, uh, uh, you know, Anthony Black and Nick Nick Davis and. Uh, Brazel that came from, you know, the twins from Rhode yeah. Island are athletic. I mean, everyone is long-armed, tall, and athletic, okay? It's just crazy. Well, they uh, uh, they were asked about the athleticism, and the guys said, especially Ricky Council. Okay, now I'm looking up, Clint. You may can look it up real quick. Uh where did Ricky Council come from? Oh, Wichita State. Wichita State. That's right. I uh, don't need to look it up. I'm a cesspool of useless information. Yeah, there you go. I couldn't remember that for some reason. Yeah. Well, Ricky Council comes in from Wichita State, and he's about a six four, six five guy. So he's not the tallest. He's not a Walsh, you know, who's who's tall. Six six, six seven. Yeah, you know, athletic. But but Nick Smith said this. He said, I thought I was athletic. Now, this is a guy, Clint, that is like the number one college player. Yeah, yeah, the number one. Yeah, the number one. He just got another award this week for being one of the best college players in the country. Okay, like he's he's gotten all kinds of awards for being the best or one of the best out there. Anthony Black is sitting there, too. Brazel from the, the transfer from Missouri is sitting there at this press conference talking about this also. You know, Brazel's 6'9", known for his athleticism. He can shoot outside. He can get down low and block shots, whatever. Anthony Black's 6'7", six, 6'8", six, six, point guard, athletic dude, right? And Nick Smith is sitting there saying, I thought I was athletic till I met Ricky Council." He said he can just be walking underneath the basket and jump up and do an under-the-leg dunk. Just take the ball under his leg and dunk it. He doesn't have to run to get started. He said it's just – it's going to be crazy watching. He said it's going to be a problem for defenses to guard him. When I hear that, Clint, <laughs> and then there's been videos coming out of some of these oh, yeah. guys. I've seen, I've seen a lot of the Instagram practice. video stuff like that. Now, I don't know the numbers. I mean, I don't recognize some of the players, but I'm seeing some, like, explosive, explosiveness. And, you know, what? I think we're muscleman. We're muscleman likes. And, and I think it's where the game's going now. Mm-hmm. Is positionless basketball. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you could see five, six, seven guys out there. Five, yeah. six, six guys. I mean – I just I don't think you're gonna I think the gones of the days where you have to have all right, we gotta have a seven footer, we need a point yeah. guard. It's gonna be like I, I think the difference between the one and the four has gone like away. Um I agree. And the thing is that you don't, you know, used to you'd have a a big guy down low, a you know, a shot blocker. You know, every team needed a Derek Hood, a Nikki Davis. An Oliver Miller, uh, you know, uh, 
Joe Klein, you know, a guy that's a stopper in the middle. You know, uh, Jalen Williams wasn't really that because he wasn't much of a shot blocker, but he would take those charges. Right, yeah. He did the same thing, but through taking those charges. This team are shot blockers from point guard down. Yeah. You know, it's, your point guard is a – you know, Anthony Black is a good shot blocker. Nick Smith is a good shot blocker. Um, you know, uh, Jordan Walsh down low is a good shot blocker. The twins from Rhode Island are good shot blockers. Ricky Council is a good shot blocker. And this team is so – this is the deepest team. This may be the deepest Arkansas team in the history. Oh, yeah, by far. And, and, I, and I'm going back – because Nolan had – Nolan would run 10 players. Yeah. Rick Pitino, you know, he's not Arkansas coach, but at Kentucky, he would run a bunch of players. This team can do that. Like, like I mean, you, I think, you know, I, and that's, that's what he's going to have to figure out is do I want to run – eight, nine guys, and I want to keep it like I've kept it with seven guys. Um, because, I mean, how are you going to look over? I mean, because you got the twins, you got three five-stars, you got Devo Davis, and, you know, and then you got a bunch of other transfers. How are you going, Who are you going to keep on the bench? Well, and part of it with, with Nolan, he would run ten players, but he would put faith in some guys – that probably most coaches wouldn't put faith in. You know, Elmer Martin probably didn't play a lot of minutes if he goes to another school. But at Arkansas, he played a lot of minutes because no one was playing 10 players and he needed some more big guys to get in there and run. And so Elmer Martin got in there a whole lot. Well, what was it, Ken Biley? He started the national championship game? And and Ken Biley got some playing time throughout the year as a walk-on, you know. I mean, as well, he may have been on scholarship by then. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. So Nolan put faith in guys and put them in situations saying, I'm going to trust you, but I'm gonna, it's okay if I put a, a subpar player because I'm going to be rotating people in so much that I'm going to wear out that other team. They're not going to be able to keep up with my guys, okay? Musselman is facing – a problem with such a deep team. They're all freaking talented, man. Yeah. It ain't just, it ain't just who else can I plug in so I can get to that rotation. He may have to do that rotation because he's got that many solid players. He can't yeah. tell them I can sit you today because you're a freaking stud. You're good. You know, I mean, what are you gonna? I mean, because you got, you know, for example, I mean, no one's talking about Joseph Pinion. Yeah, at all from more from Marlton four star top one hundred player can shoot the lots out of the place. Yeah, we're not talking about him. We're not talking about Darian Ford, who me or me and you both think is going to be a phenomenal basketball player yeah. for the University of Arkansas. We're not talking about these guys. Yeah. I mean, do you keep them on the bench and let them transfer, or do you try to find them minutes? You know. Well, now the good thing is, I think you're going to be so you're going. This team is so talented that you're going to – your North Dakota States, your Tulsa's, your Oral Roberts, your schools like that that you normally play that you're like, come to Bud Walton, get you a check. Mm. And, like, we would barely beat them. I think you're going to see – you're going to run those teams out the gym this year. Oh, yeah. I really do. That That's – and I think you're that's going to provide more time. Now, 
the, the thing is, is I know we're going to get to it. Um, they, they've released some of the off-season games, including the Maui Invitational. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go ahead and tell them who the first-round game is against uh, in the Maui Invitational? Uh, let me look that up real quick. It's Louisville. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's Louisville. Um, I figured you had the entire bracket, like, printed off. No, um, I didn't get a chance to print it. But you, but the question is, when they play Louisville, when they go to Mississippi State, when they play Baylor, when they play Oklahoma, what then? What does that rotation look like? Yeah. Then what does that rotation look like? Who is it going to be? And and, uh, and like you said, Pinion's going to be a hard guy to keep on the bench because you're going to need his shooting. I think. Well, because last year you didn't have a guy that you can count on that was just if he's open, it's dead eye. Yeah. I mean, J JD Nolte was was streaker than my underwear. I'm joking. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that out loud? <laughs> can you cut that out? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, but don't he I mean Nolte, he he would he would he was he was a he got to be where he's a volume shooter. You needed a guy like that. Yeah, you needed a Pat Bradley, a Cannon Whitby, one of those guys that can just, you know, Al Dillard, one of those guys that can just, he's going to hit it. Yeah. He's open, he's going to hit it, and they didn't have that. Yeah. And I think Pinion's going to give them that. Well, Whereas, and then the Maui Invitational, man, as you said, we're going to play Louisville first game. These are all going to be on ESPN, uh, either ESPN two or ESPN U. Uh. But also in that tournament is Texas Tech is playing Creighton first round. Ohio well, Creighton's State about as good at mid majors there is. Yeah, Ohio State playing San Diego State, and Cincinnati playing Arizona. That's a good tournament, man. That's, a, yeah. that's some good teams. It, it is. I, I would say we're definitely in the top three of that tournament, just here in the field. The problem is, I think Louisville may be the number in the top three as well. Yeah. And Texas Tech's going to be good. Yeah. Um, it's just. It's going to be fun, Clint. It's going to be fun. It, I can't wait. Gonna be, it's going to be a fun ride, and I can't I can't wait to take it. And I want, and I'm just so curious to see what this team ends up looking like. Yeah. And I, we didn't even, uh, was it Barry Dunning, the four star out of uh, Alabama, Mr. Basketball Alabama? Yeah. We're not talking about him either. And now the good news is they are getting a, a chance of a lifetime. Right off the bat, like the, their first playing experience is against another team. Is whether it's going to be Italy, Italy, Spain, yeah, Italy, Spain. They're going to Europe. They're going to like they got four games in Europe. Yeah, how cool is that? Oh yeah, That's they're going to go play against these foreign pro teams, and they're going to have. I mean, that's going to be a great bonding time for them. Uh, you know, because they're they're going to be on the plane together, uh, all that kind of stuff, um, and so that's that's going to be just a uh, just an awesome time. Uh, I can't I can't wait to see uh, can't wait to see them going there. I, I tell you what, but if you're a Pat Bradley type guy, who's just a great just spot up shooter, one of them guys that. If, you can sit there at the three. If you're open, you're going to make it all day. Yeah. Like just the legend. Could you imagine playing with this team with their driving abilities? That's what I'm saying. I, you know, and I haven't thought about it until now, 
like a guy like Joseph Pinion. They can just knock down them threes whenever they slash. He could become invaluable. Oh yeah. Without you know, Arkansas that. loves a Arkansas loves an Arkansas boy that can shoot a basketball. That's right. That's right for sure. So you well, Clint, know, here's the other here's the other thing. The basketball man, I'm excited about it. We'll see I am what too. He does we'll see what these guys these athletics. The other thing we didn't talk about, but I'll just say it real quick. Hearing great things out of Devo Davis being a leader, stepping up as a leader, that he's really stepped up. And uh, some of that they say is because his relationship with Nick Smith, that they're such good friends, that um, that that's a big bonding thing. Uh, I know Hogs well, Sports has an article about that. Been there, he's been there, done that guy now. Yeah. You know, I think really last year they wanted him to take that leadership, bro. Mm-hmm. I think they really did. Everybody wanted to see Devo take it. I think Jay Will took it mm. because you know you've got it. You kind of you, you kind of earned that spot. Yeah. And now I think he's the most battle tested guy there, and he's earned that spot. And I think he's he's being a lot quieter on Instagram and stuff. I've yeah. noticed. Like last year, he was really showing off his workouts. Yeah. This year, it's been more like quiet grinding. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing, Clint. It's August. That's it. It's we made it. We made it. It's it's kicking off, y'all. The high schools are are practicing. The Razorbacks are are reporting, I believe, on Friday for their first practice. Um, it is on, man. NFL training camps are going. We're we're about to have preseason NFL games coming up soon. Look. It is on. It is on. Football is here, Clint. What we've been waiting for, football, the greatest sport. I love basketball. I love baseball. But there's just something about football and there's something about college football. It is here. And there's something about college football when the Razorbacks are promising. Now, we're going to talk more. We're going to do some previews. We're going to have a special guest here, hopefully in a couple of weeks, that to do to help us do some football preview show, and uh, it'll be the biggest bot, one of the biggest broadcasts ever, by the way. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit today, Clint, just just to kind of wet our whistle a little bit. Okay, yeah. let's talk about what we've lost from last year. What what we've lost. And how we see that the staff is putting something together to replace those losses. Yo, no, and I love, I love let's start off on the offensive side of the ball. Okay. And I don't want to start off. Everybody thinks we're going Traylon Burks. I'm not. That's right. We're going Myron Cunningham. And not only have you lost my, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. Last year they had a plan. Like when one person goes down, the first guy up is um, Ty Clary. Yeah. He was the sixth off his line. It didn't matter if Cunningham went down, Latham, Stromberg, Clinton, or um, Wagner went down. Did you like that? I named all five offensive linemen. Way to go. Um, once again, cesspool of useless information, folks. <laughs> but you had but you had your five established off his linemen, and you knew that those five guys were going to be in there and that if one of them went down, then it was going to be Ty Clary. Ty Clary's gone. Yeah. He's not the sixth man anymore. Um, 
and then um, Myron Cunningham also graduated. I, I don't think he got drafted, but I do think he signed a free agent contract. So Clary's at uh, the Giants, by the way. Yeah. I was watching. So, that. I mean, both them guys are, are getting at least an NFL look. You know, yeah. it's something to just be in training camp. Um, so the left tackle position intrigues me because mm-hmm. um, that's a big position. That's a big hole because um, bigger than everybody's like, oh, well, we got Sam Pittman. I trust Sam Pittman and Cody Kennedy's probably becoming, he may become Sam Pittman 2.0. Who knows? That's yeah. that's his handpicked guy. Yeah. And that was the line looked great. Yeah. The, the, that last year was the best offensive line of look since Sam Pittman left. Mm. Um, so, my personal opinion. So, Luke Jones, I think they're liking him at left tackle. Now, Wagner's oft injured, very often injured. Mm. And so, Tycarius Crawford, and I may be butchering his first name. He's Tyke- a transfer from Sharp. Tykeast. Yeah. Okay, Keith Crawford, the, he, so he's been to start playing a lot at right tackle. So they think that that's going to be the guy, uh, that, that he may end up being the guy over there. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a fun battle to me. Um, he went to he went to Charlotte and then transferred to Arkansas, yeah. but he was he he looked hard at Arkansas, and then he's like, man, I'm. I think he went and goes, I'm I'm a little bit too good for Charlotte. Yeah, and so I, I think that's when he's like, okay, SEC, because yeah. you. And because uh, you know, I think Clint, uh, you know, in the spring, uh, Luke Jones was who they had at left tackle the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Luke Jones ends up being your Ty Clary. He can play any position on the line. He's going to end up being your first guy in. And I agree with you. I think Tykees Crawford ends up. I think the coaches think Tykees Crawford ends up at that left tackle position, and Dalton Wagner ends up at right tackle. Um, when he comes back from injury. Well, that's uh, not you, – You're you right. That's it. a huge position. And, yeah. Uh, but I think we're in capable hands there. I'm, I like either one of those two. You know, Luke Jones, you know, played up at, you know, Notre Dame for a year before he comes here. And he's he's got a lot of snaps under his belt. He's cross-trained mm-hmm. at different positions. He's played center. He's played everything else, okay? And those guys are usually – Good guys to have out there a lot of times. And if he if he ends up settling in at that left tackle, I'm happy. Uh, you know, but I think Crawford, from all accounts, looks the part. He looks like an SEC left tackle. He looks like a guy that Alabama or Georgia would put out there at left tackle. And so I think that's why a lot of people think he's going to end up being it. No, and I and I agree with you. I I, I think he will start at one of the tackles, mm. and I could see him starting at right tackle if Wagner's hurting. Now Wagner Wagner's got a history of back issues, but he's a starter for a reason. And trust me, is it's like Steve Mullen said on this podcast a few weeks ago. He goes, "They're not because I think a lot of people think that maybe Wagner's the worst of their starters. Mm. He's out there for a reason. Yeah. He earned that spot. Sam Pittman ain't playing him because he likes his hair. Yeah." Sam Pittman's playing because he's the best right tackle. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, and I think if he's healthy, that's your, that's your guy at right tackle. Especially he came back. Yeah. He could have went to the NFL. He could have went to WWE. Yeah. Um, you know, he could have done that. But, no, he came back. He, did, he refused to walk on senior day saying, told you I'm coming back. Yeah. So, 
No, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh, – and, and I, I agree with you. I think Crawford, if Wagner for some reason can't play, I think Crawford does stay at right tackle because I think what they're worried about him is the footwork over at left tackle and uh, just him getting all the footwork right. I think that's why Luke Jones has been over there right now because he's just got better footwork. That's usually why. And you got St. Jalen St. John, too, who's sitting there. I think yeah. they'd like him more in the interior. But, I mean, it's, yeah. they've got some guys that are, you know, that, that, that they like. It is nice because you know what you know what you need on the offensive line, Big T? What's that? Depth. That's right. And it, it hasn't been – I mean, four years ago, we couldn't sit here and talk about the depth on the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, you just couldn't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you know a, a high five star, true freshman offensive lineman, and, I, and there's a bunch of good ones out there could come in and start right now at Arkansas. Yeah, on the offensive line, and that hasn't always been the case. Yeah. Now okay. the next position, let's 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 stay on offense, but let's not go to the obvious either. We we lost Kern. We did lose Kern, and that guy was a huge asset for that offense he made you know he caught a lot of you know caught some passes not not as many as we'd like probably uh but you know he did catch some you know some screens and some you know some short passes here and there and and as a blocker he was so valuable and now one of our favorites and one of my favorites personally is trey knox i've been impressed with trey knox is blocking Trey Knox has great hands when he's blocking. And now he's added some weight. So he's up, you know, up close to 250. Uh, so he's added some strength. Uh, I think, I think Trey Knox, and you know, we already know he's a good receiver. So right, I think yeah. Trey Knox is gonna be, you know, is gonna be a weapon. And you gotta hope. I mean, we've been hoping to see Hudson Henry break out for you. Exactly. Because he, he hasn't, he's not, he's not stayed all the way. We just had Dax Courtney um, retire medically from football. Yeah. Um, we recruited him and tied in. Um, you know, they had Levi Draper, who was a, who was a linebacker at Oklahoma that we recruited and he tra- or that transferred in from Oklahoma. And he mm. never can stay healthy. He's in the tight end room. Could he be that guy that takes some of them current reps? I mean, I think everyone, everyone's looking at, it, obviously, Trey Knox is the guy tied in. Yeah, I, I don't even think it's a question. We can talk about other things. If one of the we have to go to the, one of these other guys is called Plan A, going ain't going right with Trey Knox. Yeah, I think Trey Trey Knox is Plan A, B, and C at tied in. Yeah, I I agree with you. I th- I think he is, but I I do like we need Henry to step up. We need him to toughen up. We need him to be the blocker he needs to be. Um, and we need him to catch tough passes because just quite frankly, I love the Henry family. They have played some wonderful downs of football for the Razorbacks, but he has not shown the toughness that his brothers and his dad has shown. No, and, and this is his fourth year. This would be his senior year if he had not redshirted. So this um, is the time when you go all out. This is the time when you leave nothing, you know, when you Aaron Rodgers and leave the backpack outside the building, the luggage, leave it be. 
Because you got to get out there and perform, buddy. We need you. Now, of course, on offense, Clint, in that bowl game against Penn State, you missed just you missed you some Traylon Burks, didn't you? The passing game didn't look all that great. Now we ran for a lot of yards, but that passing game struggled, baby. Warren Thompson didn't really, you know. Yeah. And, and two of the guys that did catch passes, Morris and and uh, Warren, are gone. They are. They graduated. So, first of all, you know the first guy that's been there. You know, or two guys that's been there that you got to look at is Thompson and Keetron Jackson. Are they going to step up and See, live that, up? That was, that was a big thing last year because a lot of people felt like Keetron Jackson was the second best receiver on the team last year. Yeah. Going into camp. And I you, and you, I would probably say that, you know, Thompson and um, Tyson Morris both had better years than him. Yeah. As far as catching the ball. Yeah. Um, um, I, I really think, and this is my two cents, and I have no insider information, but the way that Pittman talked at the press conference, wide receiver number one, if, if you had to tell me who their go-to wide receiver is right now, it'd be this kid that transferred from Toledo. Uh, Landers. Landers, because he mentions him, and he, you keep, he keeps talking about him, talking about him. And I think, I think you're going to see big things from Hazelwood. Now, the big, so the big thing to me is, can the combination of Landers and Hazelwood take over for Burks? Yeah, I think now, I, I agree with you. And that, and now, now that, now that goes to K. Now then you're back to KJ. Him and Burks just had a had a connection. Mm. Can he develop that? And can he read like, okay, Landers isn't open, Hazelwood, can, and how quickly can he go through his progressions? Yeah. The big thing is because uh, you now with KJ's replacing his left tackle, which is a big deal. Mm. And Kern, he didn't really throw to Kern. Kern was more of a blocker. I think you can put another off and put you can do a heavy set with Claire and get what you got out of Kern. My two cents. So I don't think you're gonna miss Kern. And I think, but now he's got to develop the chemistry with the left tackle and them. Mm. And I, and I think it's a bigger deal, and I think he can do it. I think KJ is one of the best quarterbacks in, in college football. Well, and I agree with you. I think you're, you're making a good point with the way Pittman's talking about the receivers because every time they talked about SEC media days about replacing Trayvon Burks, he said Hazelwood first, but Landers was – he was quick to bring him up, and people weren't even asking about him. They were asking about Hazelwood. Yeah. And I think I think Pittman saw something in Landers way back when he was at Georgia that makes him think that as a senior, he's going to get something out of him now at Arkansas. You know, at Georgia, he, he didn't do much. He went to Toledo, did better. But against, of course, not as good a competition. But by all counts, he's an athlete. He's got great size. I think you're going to see something from him. I think that hey, the last the last transfer we got out of a Mac school from Ohio went pretty good for us. Who was Michael Turner. Uh, Michael Turner. Michael Turner. Michael Turner from Kent oh, State. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, we're talking totally, totally different sports, but I'm just saying it worked yeah. out for us. Yeah, that's right. 
It worked out for me. Too, Clint. Yeah. I think uh I think someone else that is gonna make up for Burks is Malik Hornsby. Yes, we didn't even mention him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk more, but he's gonna be one of my players to watch this year later on. But watch out for Malik Hornsby. Just watch out. Yeah. We may be we I we could be talking about him in a totally different way by the end of this season. No, I, I think they had – I think they had – when he when he hit the portal, they had to go, look, here's our plan how to use you. And you know it had to be good for him to go, okay, all right. Yeah. I think QB won, but this is going to work. Now, now the defense beside the ball, we, we – obviously, I think when you look at the linebackers, let's get the easy one out of the way. It, I think it's a clear because he had the three man low three man rotation. Yeah. Of um, of a bumper, Grant, Grant, Henry. It wasn't any. So bumpers back. Now the um, the other one that's we got the transfer Drew Sanders in mm-hmm. and Chris Paul, I believe everybody he goes by Pooh. Mm-hmm. So. You got him in, and I think you know the writing was on the wall. That's why you saw um, who was the linebacker that transferred, Andrew Parker, who'd been there forever, transferred, I believe, to Appalachian State. Yeah. Um, so I really think the writing was on. I think they got the three men rotation down there. I think it's going to be Paul Sanders and Bumper. Yeah. And with with Sanders' speed, I do think you're going to get a little bit more because I think they will they will blitz him more. Yeah, and he will get there. Um, the, but the big deal is to me is the defensive line. Uh, we've lost a lot. Well, one thing on the linebackers, real quick though, just Go ahead. is not just those three, but there's guys behind them, especially some young freshmen. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name them all right now, um, mainly because I can't name them all. But uh, there's depth there. There is. There's depth, and the depth is good depth. It's not – look, as much as we all loved Hayden Henry, look, we didn't know he was going to be what he was was last year. We were – like, we never would have thought he would have played more time than Bumper Pool before the season started. No. We knew he was good. We didn't know he was as good as what he ended up being last year, Right. A lot of it was because he was undersized, not the fastest guy, all those kind of things. We got guys that have the talent that are that are on that depth chart now at linebacker. They got the size, they got the strength, they got the speed. If they can convert it to making plays just at a you know close percentage to what Morgan and Henry did, we're gonna be okay. See. Part of the reason that Morgan, Henry, and Poole had such good numbers was if you watch – I watched a Kansas football game. Why? Because I'm a glutton for punishment. But you could watch their linebackers and the trash that they had to go through to get to somebody. Mm. You know, the, the defense line's getting pushed back. They're having to fight their way through this traffic. There's not a – they could – their defense line could not eat the blocks. Hmm. Their office line was able to get to the second level, you know, maybe chip, get up to the linebacker, 
they ate blocks. Who's going to replace John Ridgeway? Yeah. Who's going to replace uh, Williams? Um, who's going to replace Utsy? Like Utsy probably had, had the least sexy numbers of all the defensive linemen. He had a great but that man eats some blocks. Yeah. He was getting double teamed every play. And when you play a three, a three down front, um, who's going to eat the blocks? Now, I do think with the transfer, they got Landon Jackson and they got the kid from Georgia Tech. I'm brain farting on his name. I think they got those two and they think we got our edge rushers here. Isaiah Nichols played a lot of football. John Ridgway was hurt quite a bit. And and Nichols, but if you look at the depth on the defense line, now I haven't Googled the roster and all that. Um and haven't looked at the roster in a while. The defense line is big, big. Well, a couple of names I want to throw out there. Uh, you go right on ahead. Uh, a defensive tackle. You 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 said Isaiah Nichols. He's going to be one of the main. Like he's going to be a leader of that group. But the other guy that I know Trey Biddy has been high on and saying, "Hey, watch this guy," is Cameron Ball. I've heard a lot. Cameron Ball. Defensive tackle from Georgia, right? Six five three thirteen, okay, and they say he looks very good, okay, and that he's going to get a lot of playing time, and that he has a chance to be something special if he can stay consistent. Uh, the other one that we we haven't really talked a lot about, but a guy that's from down here in South Arkansas that I got to see play in high school a little bit, and he's got some experience. He transferred from Arkansas State, but uh, Terry Hampton, yeah. you know, one thing that we don't talk about a lot, mainly because they had, didn't have a very good year last year, and, and Hampton may have got hurt last year, I can't remember, but Terry Hampton was a beast for Arkansas State. Yeah. Like the other team, when they got out there against Arkansas State, they had to worry, where's Terry Hampton? Because yeah. that guy was controlling games at defensive line. And I think now, of course, that's against much different talent. That's not against SEC defensive linemen. No. But if he can figure or offensive linemen, but if he can figure it out, Terry Hampton's going to be a name that could very well help this team a lot this year. On well, Isaiah, Arkansas State did not play lesser con- competition than Illinois State. That's true. And I'm saying John Ridgeway transitioned pretty well. That's true. Because if you can play ball, you can play ball. That's right. And and, and I think so. Now Hampton you know, doesn't have the mass that Ridgeway was. Okay, Hampton six one, two ninety five. I'm sure maybe they put a little weight on him since then. That was his when he transferred in. That was his weight. Um, but still, he's a guy that we could see in there. He's a guy with experience. He's an older guy, and he's an Arkansas guy. Okay, so he's going to be playing with some pride. You know, well, you know, they could be playing a lot of nickel with with a four down front with a four man front. Yeah, who who knows? Because yeah. I think I think they went to that that defense that Odom ran out of necessity. Yeah, I mean, I really do because I don't think they had the horse. He knew he didn't have the horses up front to to do it. That was his best way to stop somebody. Now I'm also you know so I'm excited to see because I think what you're seeing Pittman do is build depth. I mean, he's building a roster. Mm. Like, I don't think Malima built this good of a roster. I don't – I know Morris didn't build oh. this good of a roster. Well, if he, he did, he couldn't hold on to it. I, well, I don't, think, I don't even think – I think his team has more depth 
than the Petrino's team. I really do. I think this oh, team yeah. is deeper than the Petrino team. Yeah. This is the most depth I think Arkansas has ever had. Because I think we're all Arkansas fans. We're all shell-shocked. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm just waiting on the other shoe to drop. Why, why, how are we going to build on a nine-and-four season? Might as well get ready to go six and six. No, because they have built quality depth. Yeah. In every position. Yeah. Uh, and so that leaves us with the secondary. Um, now, we lost Monteric Brown to the NFL. He was drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. And then, and then uh, you know, you had your team captain, Fauché, transferred yeah. to LSU. Greg Brooks also transfers to LSU. Uh, but, no, we did get a cornerback from LSU, and we also yeah. got one of the defensive ends from LSU. So, I think hopefully by the time it's said and done, we got the better end of that trick. Well, we got uh, Dwight McGlutherin is the corner. And right. he's 6'2", 182. And there's a lot of people talking good about him, saying he's a good shutdown corner, which was something we needed. We needed that, like you said, because we lost Monteric Brown. We do have some freshmen coming in that will help replace Brown uh, that they think they'll get to play early. Uh, there's, so there's some depth there. But uh, but McGlutheran is – man, I've just heard nothing but good stuff about him. He's a talented player. And then we got at safety – I'm excited the, about safety. Latarius Breeny, 6'2", 211, from, uh, transferred from Georgia. You know, well, keep in mind guys that played some time at both of those schools yeah. that well, contributed. No, no, you haven't. And, and man, just think about this is, yeah, looking at last year, it sucks that Jalen Catalan went down. Yeah. But how much experience did Miles Slusher get? Yep. So and you Jayden literally, Johnson, you know, Jaden Johnson's going to be, yeah, he's going to be one of those guys that's going to get a lot of, uh, you know, going to be counted on a lot. Uh, Malik Chavis, um, you know, there's uh, – You got Hudson Clark back. Yeah. I mean, you know, and he's not even – you know, I mean, he, he may end up being starter. You know, we don't talk about him a lot. Uh, but he's one of them guys you just blink and he's – I mean, he's just making plays. He does his job. I mean, it's so hard to play defense at the back these days. And, and he gets – so you're going to get posterized eventually. Yeah. But it just, I mean, he walked off. Yeah. He's, I mean, he just, he just because he wanted to be a Razorback. Yeah. And so I think he appreciates it. And I think what but, we're trying to say here on all this, Clint, and, and, you know, we didn't even, we hadn't really talked about, you know, we lost Jordan Silver, our deep yeah. snapper, but we recruited and gave a scholarship to a deep snapper. Yeah. We have two scholarship quarterbacks. And we have two scholarship punters and a scholarship deep snapper on team. Yeah. Well, that's a weird. I, I, we that's deceptive because our third is. and fourth quarterback both have Division One starting experience. Yeah, yeah, and, and they may be walk-ons, but you know, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. Obviously, just, if. If Fortin, Fortin, Fortner, if he go, if he's in the game, something's wrong. Yeah, and hopefully he doesn't get to the point where he needs Cade Renfro. But yeah. you know, and hopefully he's healed from his ACL surgery. But 
I, I think all that being said, just two scholarship quarterbacks is is a little is a little deceptive. And if it gets, you know, who else we didn't mention is Landon Rogers over there in that tight end room too. Well, and he's he's now he may play some receiver too. Yeah, no, no, I mean, tight end. Yeah, so it's exciting. I think you know these position battles that are going into camp. To be honest know, with you, him at tight end, I mean, him at receiver makes me worried because I think he's at receiver because he's not putting on weight. Because uh, what I've seen him listing at. Uh, right now, I'm looking at the official Arkansas Razorback roster or whatever. And uh, let's see, he's listed as – let me look. Uh, I can't find him. Well, last I saw, he was at 214. Yeah. So. Uh, which is not where you want – where you want your uh, – Oh, wow. Never mind. 201. Yeah. And they got him at wide receiver on here. Hey, Landon, call us. That's right. We can help you we'll out. Buck, dude. We'll buck you up. That's we'll right. Buck you up. Come hang out with me a little bit, dude. I got you. So, guys, I want to thank Hometown Roofing and our good friend Robert Branscombe. That's right. Uh, got to love some Hometown Roofing. Yeah, did buy some meal this week, so we do appreciate it. He's like, man, you guys mad at me? You ain't talked about me in a while. But we've had a lot of special guests. Yeah, we so uh, we still love Hometown Roofing. We know who butters our bread. We know who buys us the biscuits or the devil on a horseback appetizer from walk-ons. Um, grilled this time, by the way. Yeah, go grilled, which was Tron Grilled. Travis, I think walk-ons needs to sponsor us because I was a walk-on. Yeah, they need to sponsor us. Come on, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Holla at you, boy. We'll give you a sticker. Yeah, I got mine right there. Anybody wants a sticker, holler at us. We got stickers. We got stickers. You want a sticker, we'll give you one. We got stickers. Stickers. And, hey, if you would like a Big C, Bigger T T-shirt, we're gonna order some t-shirts. It's gonna have it's gonna have this logo, probably just in one color. Because we're cheap on the front. And then it's gonna have uh holy snikes, what a podcast on the back to kind of play off the whole holy snikes thing. So if you would like a t-shirt, start sending us messages, letting us know, uh, and we will let you know how much they'll be and all that and we because we're going to do a pre-order here in you know a week or two and uh we'd like to be able to know some of the sizes we need and then we'll order some other ones and we'll have ways you can get them uh but we want to uh we just think it's cool i mean hey we got a cool logo man that is a cool, cool logo. Logo. I think I did a good job good looking fellas right there aren't they even though i'd never wear a red sweater but that's all right uh we got a cool logo dead in a v-neck and uh we got some of y'all that are diehards and so we know you'd wear the shirt and uh that's that's advertising every time you wear it you'd be a walking billboard and people would say holy snikes what podcast is that and you can turn around and say it's the big c big a t podcast y'all look at these good looking guys so uh and you can tell them say look 
Paul Feinbaum enjoys this podcast. It's real. By the way, did you see he's coming with the Touchdown Club? I did not. Yeah, they announced the Touchdown Club speakers today. And I saw that. I didn't notice Feinbaum. I was I was taken aback by by a couple of them. I was like, Ooh. Did you see Gruden? No comment. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny because you know someone's going to ask. So, were you ever coming to Arkansas? Is that why you wore that red tie? <laughs> he was. He was like that guy that every college program thought that was coming to college. Yeah, they were the program to lure him to college. I think Notre Dame, Tennessee, Arkansas, all of them thought it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah everybody did. Yeah, he wasn't. Anyway, enough of that. So, if you want a t-shirt. If you'd like to get a t-shirt, holler at us. Uh, either message us on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, on uh, anywhere you can message us. And then you said also, we have a listener in Russia, didn't you? We got uh, we got a listener in Russia. We got we're up to eleven in the UK. I'm big in England. Big in England. Well, the Queen of England likes to hear her Razorback news. And so, so we'd like to have a little tea party in England. It's the garden. I want to ship a sheet a t- I yeah. want to ship a t-shirt overseas. That's right. So, so we need somebody whoever's overseas. in Russia. If you're listening to this, you message us. Your t-shirt's on me. That's right. We're paying the shipping for one one overseas shirt. <laughs> one overseas so, one well, overseas first, shirt. Like it. Matter of fact, I will go this far. I will give away one overseas shirt. The first person. From overseas to message me or Travis or comment on YouTube, gets a free shirt. And say, hey, I'll listen from, and you tell us where. And if it's overseas, it's not in the United States of America. Or Canada or Mexico. I'm not Canada, counting Mexico, any of that. Nothing in North America. Overseas. Be over there. It'll be overseas somewhere. We will send you a free shirt, and we'll pay the shipping. And we'll throw in some stickers. And I might even have some keychains by then. I ordered it. And Gabe Rogers is not overseas, so don't <laughs> ask. <laughs> Gabe, you're 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 my stalker and you're a super fan. And uh anyway, I'm gonna cut you down on your shirt, full price plus tax. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, y'all, seriously, thank y'all for supporting, for listening, for watching, however you do it. Keep sharing, liking, telling people about this podcast, please. Uh, we're we're still trying to we're we're every week we're reaching out trying to get uh, some more uh, interviews some different interviews we're getting ideas for different people to talk to uh, and we want to keep coming at you with just man we're two best friends talking sports laid back having fun wearing a goofy shirt the classy Yankees hat. Hey, this is the Big C, Bigger T podcast. And hopefully this week, like every week, you've been entertained. Peace. Sweat, work, filthy, dirt, harvest, hurt, kingdom come. Why I sweat when I work my 